Hey, my name's Nikita and I am the other half of Attempted Parenting. And this is my little corner bit that I'm deciding to do called Attempted Motherhood, um, where I just look a little bit more in depth for mums and caregivers or grandmothers or whatever, give a bit more of a female perspective on things. So something Josh and I spoke about in our last attempted parenting episode was um, the checklist that we went through of our high needs child and a bit more characteristics and examples of what we meant when we spoke about James being high needs. Um, And one thing I mentioned, and I cut myself short when talking about it in the last podcast, because that's not what the topic of the last podcast was, was that there's this weird societal you know, idea that we are spoiling our children, that we're specifically that we are spoiling our babies by loving them. You know, so there's this this idea that, you know, if we don't let our child cry it out or we let our child's crying impact us so we're picking them up, we're cuddling them, you know, we're, you know, baby wearing them, you know, that we're being manipulated by our children and we're therefore spoiling them. So what I mean when I say this is there's this one example that I'll go through now is that we baby wear. We we do baby wear now um, and we have always baby worn, especially James because, especially Gideon and James because they both hated the pram. James is pretty good now, but um, this particular example, Josh and I were at a set of lights waiting to cross on the pedestrian crossing. We were deep in conversation and I had James strapped in the tooler on my back. He was probably about six months old and I could see this woman in my peripherals. She wasn't a little old lady, but she was probably old enough to be someone's grandma. And so I can see her in my peripherals, like gooing and garring at James as, as you know, little old ladies love to do with kids. And he is like smiling at her and I'm like oh whatever kind of kept having a conversation then the next thing I know I can feel James throwing himself around in the tooler that in the tooler and I'm like what are you doing so I turned around to try and look at Jim like over my shoulder and I noticed that she was standing there and she was playing with his toes like she was tickling his toes and step one don't touch somebody else's kid like that's not on You know, so I was already a little bit, you know, taken aback by the fact this woman thought it was completely okay to just come out of nowhere and touch my kid. But then she started doing this thing that really, really annoys me. Grandparents, you guys are bloody good at this and this really bugs me, is when people talk to you, but they talk to your child like they're talking to you through your child if that makes sense so this woman was looking at Jim and she's like oh your mummy's spoiling you like you're such a spoiled little boy your mum's gonna build a rod for her own back like first of all lady don't touch my kid but second of all you don't know me like you don't know who I am like back off like who do you think you are so I was pretty buggy about that so sorry about that there was a little pause there because I had to go and tend to my only child at home today who was having a nap and woke up but I was I was so pissed off at this woman and I couldn't for the longest time work out why and it wasn't until um you know this is something that has never left me obviously it's something that I'm still quite annoyed about to this day um but it wasn't really until we kind of delved into the attachment parenting side of things that I kind of worked out 
why it annoyed me, why it really kind of got to me the way it did. And it wasn't just, um, you know, that this woman was doing these things without asking and she was talking in such a way that made me, you know, feel guilty about my parenting choices. But it was the fact that she was insinuating that I was being being manipulated by my six-month-old. You know, I know people in their 30s, in their 40s, in their 50s, Jesus, I even know people in their 60s who still don't fully understand or grasp how to healthily communicate and portray their emotions. Like people who are feeling these great, like intense emotions still don't know how to handle that. They still don't know how to channel that without hurting the people around them. You know, so it just blew my mind when I like worked out why this was. It worked, it just blew my mind that this woman kind of was insinuating that my child at six months old already knew how to manipulate the situation. So, you know, in that being said, you know, when it comes to crying it out or controlled crying or conditioning your child to not, you know, get what they want when they cry, like it just, it kind of, I'm very conflicted. You know, um, I, I know people who have gone the controlled crying or the cried out method and it's worked for them and now their children are, you know, they're happy and they're healthy and they sleep really well. I know people who have tried it and who have failed and, you know, they've found something else that works for them or, and I know a lot of people like me who couldn't do any of that, like it just didn't sit right with them and, you know, all our kids are he- help healthy and happy and they're all thriving but I think I like really just want to like pound home that you know if your baby is crying you know you can love them you know don't let society tell you that you're going to spoil your baby that you're going to um you know that you're going to fail them by loving them and I think that's really so important like so important to remember like you can't break your child by loving them too much I know personally I have gone to so many therapists over the years I'm not ashamed of that I struggle with a lot of mental health issues and I know personally that if either of my parents loved me more abundantly and unconditionally that I wouldn't complain about it. You know, we can always complain about how we had absent parents or they didn't make time for us or they weren't available, like they were emotionally checked out. But I don't think I've ever heard of anybody saying, oh, my mum loved me too much. You know, if you love your baby in a healthy way that works for you, I don't think they're going to be negatively impacted by that. You know, I don't sit here today and go, oh, you know, I really, I really hate the way my mum made herself emotionally available for me, or I really hate the way my mum comforted me when, when I needed it most. You know, so I, like, I understand being touched out too. Like, I understand sometimes you just can't physically, emotionally deal with, you know, with picking up your baby when they're crying or just having to take some space until you kind of like fill your own cup and that there's nothing wrong with that but I think that this idea that you know we need to almost thrust independence upon our children like force them to create their own independence as an infant is just so wrong so this is what this is about today you know I just wanted to talk about a little bit more in depth 
you know, so if if crying it out or control crying doesn't work for you, then don't do it. You know, don't feel pressured into it by society. And sure, people are going to tell you that you're going to create bad habits. But if co-sleeping works for you, then do it. You know, if baby wearing works for you, do it. You know, you just need to love your baby. That's all they really need. You know, obviously they need to be fed and looked after, but you need to love your baby. First and foremost, love your baby. Pick them up, cuddle them. You know, you can't do it enough and you can't do it too much. You know, so that's that's my little ramble for this episode. And um, yeah, I look forward to doing another one of these. And if you do have any ideas or any requests for other things, you should definitely let us know. And um, yeah, see you soon.